Hey, everybody, and welcome to Speaking COVID. My name's Jay Black. I'm uh, joined, as always, by guest, not guest star, co-host, Jessica Gibson. How are you, Jessica? Hi, yeah, welcome to the Speaking COVID podcast. Was that joke uh, better the second time, Jay? Yeah, we had to restart it because uh, I messed up the original recording. Um, last week, if you heard, we we devolved into, uh, I mean, I don't want to say a Fox show because I was actually arguing against Bill. So I don't even know what it would be like mud wrestling, but with words. Does that sound about right? It was like Bill's regular radio show during the day, except there was no commercial breaks and the callers, like the call never ended for like 20 minutes. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I won't mention the person's name, but we have a super fan that listens to every episode. Sunday night, I get a text, and all it says is, um, I feel so bad for Jessica. And I knew exactly what the person was talking about, because you maybe said five words and I think 37 sighs throughout the course of that half hour. I'm so sorry, Jessica. And and apologize to our number one fan, too, because he had to listen to it, too. True. He had to listen to, to all of that. It, it really... I don't think it ever got uncomfortable. At least I didn't feel uncomfortable about it because I think Bill and I have a uh, well of affection for one another. But I could see that if this is not something you like, if this is something that you're hearing in your everyday life, and I think we all are, which is just like this constant talk of COVID on both sides of whether or not you should wear masks or whether or not it's real or whether or not it's as bad as everyone says, I think maybe... Uh, we should try to uh, put a, a not safe for work or not safe for life tag on it that says, hey, sorry, did not mean to drag more of that into your life. Right. I, um, I'm i down at the beach right now, and I was on a walk. I passed this house that had a proudly displayed, like, Biden for president sign. And I was like, it looks like they put a lot of effort into putting that sign, like, plastered to the front of their house very nice and then i kept walking their direct neighbor had a huge trump flag flying out front and i was like if jay and bill ever had beach houses they'd get them side by side and they would have (laughs) protesting conflicting political signs out front you know i i was thinking about this i i try to have empathy and i i realized that I'm in a spot right now in my brain where I'm doing what Trump fans must do to me, where I I can't even see where the other side is coming from. You know what I mean? Like, like I think about like your average Trump fan and I just have a, a disconnect where I'm like, why aren't you seeing what I'm seeing? And I realize they're feel they're feeling the same way I do. Like they look at me and they go, how is this liberal cuck alive? What's wrong with him? He's so dumb. Why can't he see what I see? And I wonder how you bridge that gap. You know, like, how do we ever get back to both of us agreeing on an objective reality again? Well, I felt like by the end of the conversation, you and Bill both agreed with each other because you didn't like leaving your house because of COVID and Bill's happy that you're doing more writing. So he's been supportive of it, too. (laughs) You know, I did find best way to help Bill uh, see your side of it is make him money by it, uh, by by doing what you're doing. So I think that's actually a good thought. Yes. Um, But, yeah, I I do want to get to a point where there's no more arguing and not no more arguing because we're all dead from a plague or an asteroid, but no more arguing because Mm -hmm. we all sort of understand and love one another. That would be a nice place to be. But. We are far from it, Jessica. 
Uh, I, want, I I didn't tell you about this topic because I didn't think about it until we started recording. Uh, I was thinking about maybe doing something a little positive today. And, oh, that sounds delightful. Right. So instead of talking about all negative stuff, uh, we could suggest to each other something in our lives that we're doing that make us happy and maybe might make other people happy by extension. Now, it could be a TV show that you're watching, and I'll go first to give you time to think about it, but like something okay. you're doing, like Bill's a big advocate. And by the way, if you haven't heard, by the way, uh, Bill's not here. Uh, he he had technical issues today. I don't know what, what that meant. Um, like his, No, what do, you, what do you think he's doing, getting another haircut? Well, technical issues. It might be like, uh, you know, the satellite that he uses to broadcast from his home is down or something. Uh, but He's out in the woods. There's no power lines. Right. All the down power lines. <laughs> well, Bill, Bill's recently become a big advocate of hot yoga. So that that's his... My guess would be if he were here right now, he would say, something I've been doing in the last six months that make me it makes me feel better and happy in life, hot yoga. So I was thinking about something that I have found recently that has delighted me to know mm-hmm. it. And I want the whole world to get on board with this and join me in this new thing that I'm doing. And that is, Jessica, watching uh-huh. Ted Lasso on Apple+. Plus. Have you seen it? Oh my God. It's the best new TV show. And it's not only good from an objective point of view, like it's a well-written, well-shot, well-acted show, but it's good from a soul point of view that by the time you're done watching any episode, every part of your your psyche feels cleansed and you just feel like, I want to be like Ted Lasso and I want the world to be like it as well. And I just want to be in that place and make the world a better place. It is that. So good. Jason Sudeikis is that the right the right show? Jason Sudeikis and a whole bunch of other people who I did not know who they were until I started watching this show, and now I'm glad that they're in my life because they're fantastic. The premise of the show, oh. Jessica, is I was going to say, what's it about? <laughs> so a woman is married to like a billionaire, like a like a, a Rupert Murdoch type. They divorce. She gets his football team, his his English football team from him. Uh, and mm-hmm. she decides that to get revenge for all the heartbreak that he caused her, she's going to hire the worst coach imaginable, or I guess they say manager over there, to drive this, this uh, soccer team into the ground to break this guy's heart. And okay, are the accents annoying and distracting throughout the show? Not at all. Are they really heavy? They're okay. not. They're that not like funny. they are not uh, like that uh, heavy duty English. Like no, my fair lady type situations. Everybody speaks uh, in no a way that no subtitles. It's, everybody's understandable. Okay, okay. It's Sorry a to cut you off. it's your classic major league situation where you have an attractive blonde woman who wants to destroy the team, and they bring in a coach played by Jason Sudeikis, named Ted Lasso, who, by the way, you may have seen in a couple of uh, Super Bowl commercials from a few years back. Same character, different premise, but it's uh, a uh, an American Division II football coach uh, coming over to uh, do top-tier, manage a top-tier uh, uh, English Premier League team. And that's the premise. So he doesn't know much about football, uh, and I mean English football, 
but he does know a lot about coaching and life. And here's the way I described it, Jessica. It is the most American show I've ever seen in this sense. America has one superpower, and that superpower is to remain stupidly optimistic no matter how much the odds are stacked against us. Yeah, definitely. That is the American... We are all descended... Think about this. Uh, We are descended from people who were in Europe... I mean, I'm talking about you and me, Jessica. We're in Europe, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, 100 years ago, said, I'm tired of being in this shitty place. I want to go somewhere different. They got on a scary boat went across the ocean in olden times and started a new life for themselves. That's America. A whole bunch of people descended from people who took a risk. So I think we are optimistic by nature. And I watch Ted Lasso and I see American optimism going up against the English. Uh, well, not, not that there's a difference in philosophy with England, but this idea of this woman who wants to get revenge and is in a dark place. And here's the thing. None of these people are bad people. There's no bad guy. All of their arcs are gentle. From a place of not happy to a place of happy. And Ted Lasso is the catalyst. I'm, I'm not, I, I don't want to oversell it, but it's the best thing that right. I've seen on TV in the last three months to a year. It is so worth your time. I know I am so running out of things to go and watch. And that's why I asked about the uh, accents because my husband complains when there's like a heavy foreign accent to let like the point where they're having subtitles. But we definitely need a new show to get into. Ever since we watched The Sopranos, I feel like life is just not the same. Yeah, well, The Sopranos, <laughs> great. Uh, kind of a downer ending. Um, I, right. I will Spoiler say. Alert. I'm going to say this to uh, your husband. I know he's a big sports nut. The sport aspect of this, the the actual soccer part, is very well done. My wife is a former mm-hmm. Division One college uh, uh, soccer athlete, and her, oh, fancy. yeah, her review of the soccer is she thinks they hired soccer players first and actors second. Um, because the soccer is top notch, so the action scenes with the soccer are actually pretty solid, um, and the story is just fantastic. It is the remedy that you need. I have only one criticism, and it's this: it's the Apple model of they give you three episodes and then make you wait each week for the next episode. And I want to punch through mm-hmm. a wall. I'm so upset about this. But is it on Apple Plus or is it on Netflix? No, it's on Apple Plus. It's on Apple Plus. Oh, but okay. They released the first three episodes two weeks ago, then episode four last week, and then episode five this week. I'm guessing it's ten episodes, so I gotta wait until October to finish this thing. That's what animals do, Jessica. I need all of them at once. Not in this day and age. You can't wait around for them. So I I was on Twitter and I put a review on Twitter. And Bill Lawrence and Jason Sudeikis both liked it. And uh, Bill Lawrence <laughs> is the, the creator of it. And Bill Lawrence actually wrote to me like that, uh, you know, hey, uh, this this review kind of sums up where I'm at, like mentally. Uh, like, <laughs> And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Now that we're best friends, will you give me all of the remaining episodes? And uh, he said, mm-hmm. on it. I think he was joking, Jessica. Oh. My God, that would be exciting. Well, it, it was a week and a half ago that this happened. So now I'm worried that he's joking about it. And I don't know if I should retweet the on it and go, hey, uh, still waiting on my Ted Lasso episodes. Oh, 
Do you think that that would be annoying to him? Should I just take it as a joke and move on? I really want the episodes. Or should I angle it and go, hey, I'm kind of working for NJ1015 and I can review all the five episodes if you give them to me now? I think what do you have to lose other than annoying him? Good point. I was hoping he would offer me a job as executive producing Ted Lasso season two, but you're right. That's probably not going to happen. You never know. Yeah. I mean, can't hurt to reach out. All right. I'll, you know what? That's I'll do that. I, by the way, before we get to your pick for uh, the thing that's making you happy, um, mm. I, I want to say other thing that's making me happy. Twitter update. I was at 4,024 when we talked on Thursday. It is now Tuesday, or excuse me, Wednesday of last week. I am at 4,225. 201 followers in six days. It is the, the march towards relevance continues. Very exciting. You're, you're putting in the time and effort on this one. I am. I am. I'm putting the effort in. I got my clever brain is clevering and my, my thumbs are tweeting. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm putting on an average of like 20 to 25 new followers a day. I want to get it up to 50 followers a day because my goal is 10,000 followers by, uh, by New Year's. Wait, so say that again. What number are you at right now? I'm at 4,225 as before we went on. Do you feel on. like they've... Do you feel like they've been growing exponentially yet or no? No, it isn't exponential. It's the way that it's been working for me is like I'll follow, you know, uh, the Lincoln Project. I'm not sure if you know the Lincoln Project. They're the group mm, of former re- they're the group of former Republican operatives who are working to get Trump not elected. Um, so it's guys like Rick Wilson, Steve Schmidt, uh, 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 Reed. Uh, I forget his last name. Uh, but uh, Mike Madrid, they I follow all of those guys, and what I found is they they're all like between six hundred thousand and one point five million followers. If I get in quick with a funny line, uh, and I get retweeted by one of them, I get a ton of likes, and I'll pick up like six or seven followers. But those six or seven followers all follow Rick Wilson. So the next time I have a clever tweet, they see it at the top of their feed as well. So they're more likely to like it. So instead of like having to hope that something catches on, now I'm pretty assured to get like to the top of the replies for any of those political threads. And then I pick up more followers that way. So I don't think it'll grow exponentially, but it has been going from like when I first started this process, two a day to six a day to 10 a day, to now up to 20 a day. So it's it's moving in a nice sort of progression. Uh, I think it'll move nice. quicker as it goes on. And uh, it's nice because they're all sort of, uh, you know, active. They're, it's not like when I came back, I had like 2,000 some, but none of them remembered me. And I think uh, I the second I started tweeting, I lost all my followers. So it's it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's been a, a good buildup. So it's moving along nicely, Jessica. So should we place a wager for the under over of if you make it to 10,000 by New Year's? Yeah, let's do it. Let's, uh, you know, we, we make it a contest. Um, you know, we'll, I'll, I'll put it out there and, you know, may, you know what we should do? Uh, what? We should, we'll talk to Bill about it. Uh, it would be nice, like, if I get to over 10,000, um, Bill has to 
you know, say something nice about Biden. Um, and if uh, I don't, I was just thinking like slap in the face or something, but. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe that. Maybe like uh, we do something. I'll talk to Bill about it. We'll do some sort of contest where I come in and either he slaps me in the face or I slap him in the face. Right. All right. I like that. Yeah. Keep the politics out of it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, Jessica, I said no politics. I will stay to it. You're right. Let all right. So we're staying positive. Staying positive. Give me something, Jessica, that you're doing that you uh, that has been making you happy. And please don't say heroin because then I would uh, have to come in and have an intervention, and I don't want to do that during COVID. No, that's super sad. But um, I have been psyched about my yoga studio opening up so i've actually been going to yoga classes if you can believe it very nice Um, i mean i would never do that in a thousand years but i'm happy for you right like i'm people are surprised i'm doing it but i mean they're open and there's not as many people in the classes so i don't see why not do you wear a mask while you you, you yoga you the mat the mats are really spread out so like you're wearing it the whole time until you sit down on your mat gotcha okay and then you take it off so you've been doing, um, and oh, go on. Sorry. No, go ahead. What? Well, I was going to ask you about yoga, like that. You know, my wife loves it too, and I know Bill does. It relaxes you. Is that is that the major positive that comes from it? Do you feel like more centered when it's done? Like what? What's the benefit you get from it? Well, like you know, when you're exercising and you try to like run three miles and you feel like you're going to die at the end of it, right? Um, yoga is like a really good exercise where you don't feel like you don't have that runner's high but you don't feel as crappy you feel like more um yeah and you feel better afterwards do you have any kind of like bad back or bad legs or anything like that because i i would imagine the stretching would feel very good on my back exactly like i probably don't because i do yoga Huh. that's how it started was because i was like hurting like my ankles were hurting from running or something weird like calves i guess and, uh, yeah, so I started doing yoga to balance it out. And I was trying to do, like, a yoga teaching class right before this all happened. For some reason, I decided, like, let me just wait for next the next cycle. And then COVID happened, like, a week later. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, COVID. I, I'm hearing a lot of these stories now. I don't know if you saw the trend on Twitter. Post a picture of yourself from January before you knew what was going to happen. Uh, yeah. It's, it really... No, I haven't seen it. It, it, if one thing that's going to come out of this positive, I hope, is like the next time a yoga teaching cycle comes up, it's just like, I'll do it now. I, I'm not waiting. Let's do it right now. I don't know when the next pandemic's going to happen. Right. Yeah. It's like, do I just keep moving forward in my life and keep doing things? Like, I can't decide. Like, I would rather do it in person instead of virtually. So I've been waiting. We'll see. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I, I, like I said, I put the over under March. I think things get back to normal next March. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, you've always, that's one thing I've always admired about you. Like, it seems like every time we talk, you're taking a new class or you're, you know, and it's not just for the idea of, hey, I can get extra credits and get paid more at work. It's, you seem to be a person that goes like, I just want to have this thing that I want in my life just to have. And I, I dig that about you. Oh, thank you. Um, I was going to say my other favorite thing, I've been reading a lot of books. I don't know about you. I typically don't sit around reading books in the afternoon. No, no. (laughs) But lately I have, and that's been fun. What, uh, give me one book, one recommendation. Like, do you, are you reading like uh, nonfiction or fiction? So like, I've been ordering a bunch of them and just like 
getting them from Amazon delivered and just having them sitting around. But I got this one called The Nightingale, which was literally 500 pages. It was huge. Right. And when I started it, I was like, I'm not going to finish this book. Like, I just know I'm not going to be interested. I won't finish it. But, um, yeah, it was about, like, some, like, powerful woman doing cool stuff during World War Two. And so I felt like I was, like, learning history and, like, sure. seeing a part of World War Two I hadn't heard yet. And it was, like, a girl power type of story, too. So that was a good one. That is – that's that's nice. I, I – I, well, I'm, I haven't done a lot of reading. I've been watching my young – my middle daughter, Annabelle, do a lot of reading. She's uh, midway through the Harry Potter books. So Oh, my God. I'm so excited for her to be going through those. <laughs> she's uh, midway through Goblet of Fire right now. And my favorite thing in the world is she likes to read out on the bench outside. So, like, I'll go out in the morning and I'll just look over and I'll just see her, like, sitting up on the, the bench. with She's got very good posture just with the book open on her lap or open on a table in front of her. And I'm just like, well, this is nice. This is nice to see. And each time she finishes the book, she watches the movie and then moves on. So she's just about finished book four. Goblet of Fire is book four, right? Ish. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Sounds right. Um, and then uh, she'll move on. But it's it's just a, it's nice to see. I'm sure Chase feels the same way when he sees you reading The Nightingale. <laughs> right. Um, is she like sitting in her bed all night with like a flashlight under her sheets, like trying to desperately finish this book because she's so into it? Yeah. Because I feel like I've heard a lot of people get into Harry Potter. Like, she that very level. much so. Uh, the, the biggest thing was she got started on the book's like at the same time as her cousin, but her cousin had a little bit of a head start. So Mm -hmm. uh, like a couple of days head start. So she finished the first book and she found out that her cousin had finished the second book already. And she said, I want to watch the movie tomorrow night uh, because we have these, uh, this outdoor projector. So we do like outdoor movies with my cousin. Oh, fun. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. I want to watch the movie with my cousin uh, I need to get this book done for tomorrow night. So she read the entirety of the second book in one day, uh, which was a lot for for little Annabelle. Um, and that was right. Yeah, she she's she gets uh, stubborn and determined about silly things, and that's how I know she's my daughter. Right. Is she, are you liking the movies and stuff? Are you at least watching the movies with her, I'm guessing? I So I watched the first one with her, and then the second two she watched with her cousin outside. And I got to be honest, I'm in and out, um, and I don't really pay attention to them. Uh, I was not a big Harry Potter fan, uh, because when the book started coming out, I was already in my late teens and early 20s. And No, I figured, yeah, that's why I asked. And I read it. You, like, missed it. Yeah, I read the first two books to see what all the hubbub was about. And here's what I figured out. I figured out that Harry Potter is a very well-written example of the kind of hero's journey book, like fantasy book, that sci-fi nerds have read their entire life. So, like, I've read, uh-huh. like, Dune is basically Harry Potter on steroids, you know? Uh, you you read these Dungeons & Dragons books and these the Dune books and, like, all these ultra-nerd books and they're like, mm-hmm. you read Harry Potter and you're like, oh, there's nothing special here. But then I figured out all of that stuff is really cool. But let's be clear, Jessica Gibson or Jessica Nutt as a young lady, not picking up Dune of her own accord. But no, that sounds re- like a video game. 
Well, it was a video game after it was a book, but it was a book first and it was fantastic. But you're not going to pick that up. That's hardcore science fiction, not for Jessica Nutt, but Jessica Gibson uh, reading Harry Potter gets all of that cool stuff, but you don't have to, it's like, it's basically nerd stuff for normal people. And that's where like, like, I, like Twilight is horror for regular people. Harry Potter is uh, magic for regular people. Uh, the the what do you call it? Hunger Games? Dystopian future for regular people. The key is write science fiction books for regular humans, not for nerds, and you make a bank. Awesome! So you can do that with movies now. That's what I'm gonna do. Charge on ahead. I'm going to find a way to make uh, hentai porn acceptable. See how I put that in, Jessica, for the very end? This is a callback to the very first episode, episode zero. Episode zero. Who's, uh, communal Water, I believe, is the name of that episode. All right, Jessica, we've gone on for 25 minutes. You actually got to speak this right. episode and not feel <laughs> uh, like your parents were fighting. So I appreciate you joining me. And uh, hopefully we'll have Bill back next week. All right, take care. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody, follow me on Twitter. Jay Black is funny. I got to get to 10,000 so Bill won't slap me. All right, goodbye. <laughs>